When I was in high school, I was in musicals. I spent four years of my life in Mississippi. You're like, what do those two things have in common? Well, I'm about to tell you. I love the people of Mississippi. Needless to say, when you think hotbeds of theater, you don't think of Mississippi. It just doesn't. Sweet tea? Yes. Horrendous summer heat? Yes. College football? Absolutely. Broadway shows? Not so much. It's just not their thing. And that's cool. That's cool. I spent four years of my life living in Mississippi, and at the time I moved down there, I drove a 1999 cherry red Honda Civic. Yeah. It was, it was awesome, except it was 2011, and I was driving a 12-year-old Civic, right? And all of a sudden, I had a mechanical problem. One of, one of my friends had backed into my car in his driveway, and I originally needed to find a place to get the car fixed, and so I found this gentleman, this mechanic named Mr. Hall, and Mr. Hall worked out of his garage down a dusty, old, literally dirt road. You would just drive a quarter mile or so down this dirt road into his garage, and there Mr. Hall, the mechanic, would work on your, and he did phenomenal work, and his rates were great, and he fixed my car fantastically. And so when I had another issue, I wanted him to, to make the repair again. And so I decided I would give him a call and see when he could fit me into his schedule. And so I called, and, and he didn't answer, and so I left the message. Hey, Mr. Hall, this is Brian personally calling. have another issue going on with my Honda Civic. If you could give me a call back, that would be great. So I'd know if you'd have an availability to look at it or not. And I hung up the phone. And then I turned up my CD. And it was Man of La Mancha. And the song was The Impossible Dream. And I was singing word for word with Brian Stokes Mitchell. Probably none of you know who that is. But we together were singing to dream the impossible dream. And you know, the song builds for a couple minutes if you've ever heard the impossible dream. And by the end, it was my moment. This was my audition. I was singing in the car as I was driving along, letting it all go as if the whole world were watching. And I looked down at my phone and I didn't hang up. <laughs> when I ended my voicemail. A lesser man would have hung up the phone, <laughs> not me. I picked that phone up out of the cup holder, put it by my mouth. This is my quest to follow that star. No matter how hopeless, no matter how far. And I finished the song. I finished the song, I hung up the phone, and he never called me back and told me when he could work on my car. I had to find a new mechanic. 
But there is something about music that can just, it can get you in the feels and it can move people. And everybody's been in that situation, not where you think you've left a void, but everybody's been in the car and you're just feeling it and you're just letting go and you're just rocking out. You are jamming. Why? Because music invokes feeling. It's a gift that God created. It's an incredible tool and resource And this morning, we are going to look at what our response needs to be with music and with God and how all this ties together. And so we're going to look at Psalm 95. If you've got your Bible apps on your phones or your tablets, you can follow along there. If not, it'll be on the screens. But we're going to read from King David, and we know that because all the way in Hebrews, they talk about this psalm, and they talk about how it was written by David. And, and this is what we read. Oh, come, let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Songs have the power to move people. Think about it. When you're in love, chances are you've got a song. And when you hear a song and you're just falling for that guy or you're just falling for that girl, you're like, oh, it, you, you just relive the feelings of how you feel every time that you look at them and every time that, that you see that they've texted you. And you relive that just when you hear a song because music has the power to move people. If you've recently lost somebody and you hear a song about remembering or, or, or a song that just takes you back to a memory that you have of that person, it gets you. And you think through that because music has the incredible ability to move people. Let us sing to the Lord. Let us make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. Now, worship is not only singing. I want to be very clear. Worship is not only singing. But today, we're looking exclusively at that aspect of worship. Today, we're looking exclusively at the aspect of singing as worship. But worship is not exclusively singing. I just want to be very clear about that. But today, for our purposes, we are looking exclusively at the singing aspect of worship. And our worship is to be directed to God. He's our focus. Our singing is to be directed to God, and He's our focus. And not only that, but But this too, we're to make a joyful noise to the rock of our salvation. That means that our worship is to be loud and celebratory. Our, Our worship, there are times that it is to be loud and celebratory. When we remember all that God has done, who God is, we are to be excited about that. That is a rallying cry. It's not that we sing a couple songs and we just go through the motions just because there's words on the screen or because we're at church and it's what we're supposed to do. No, 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 no. Our worship is to be focused on God and a result of all that he is and all that he has done, is doing, and will do. We are to be celebratory and we are to be excited and loud. And the rock of our our salvation, worship is our response. It's our response to God. And so we just need to keep this at the forefront of our mind. Let us come into his presence with thanksgiving. Let us make a joyful noise to him with songs of praise. We're to be thankful when we sing. And here it is again, a joyful noise. Again, this is, this is part of it. This is part of it. That worship is to be something that you can feel that you can feel, and it's to be something that is exciting within you. Songs of praise. This is, this is the, the, the time when you're in the stadium and your team's just scored the winning touchdown. 
and you can feel it. And all of a sudden, they put on the 80s anthems because there have never been anthems as great as the 80s, and there never will be again. I promise you. I promise you. It just, it, it's impossible, all right? It doesn't get better than 80s rock. And when they put on the anthem and the whole stadium is just screaming at the top of their lungs and they're cheering and they're clapping, or, or maybe we'll even go back to the 70s a little bit, and you start to hear that, we will rock you by Queen, and you're like, yeah, because we just won, and it's 10 degrees below zero, and you don't care. You're ripping your shirt off and throwing it above your, above your house, just like North Carolina, right? Petey Pablo, waving it like a helicopter, because your team has just won, and you are so excited that you're just overcome, and the anthem is blaring out. Now, please, listen to me. Fellas, keep your shirts on when we sing to Jesus, all right? All right, keep, keep your shirt. Maybe a, couple, maybe a couple of you could get away with that, and everybody wouldn't be running to the exits. But most of us, we rip off our shirts. Well, there went Lakeside, all right? We just killed the place right there one week. We did it, and it's dead now. I was just really excited. Don't get that excited, all right? We want you to be really excited when you sing, when you sing but... Save your, save your chest painting for, for the Packers games, all right? We're, we're good, but we do. We do want you to be incredibly excited when you remember all that God has done, all that God is doing, and to be engaged and excited, not going through the motions. For the Lord is a great God and a great king above all gods. And why do we do this? Because God is great. And here's the challenge. We all forget that sometimes. Maybe not intellectually in our heads, but in our hearts. Because life is tough. And this world is hard. And there are situations that we walk through that shake us to the core. And in our heads, we can repeat the things that we're supposed to repeat, and we can tell you the things that we, we do believe, but at the moment, we're just not feeling. And this is why worship's so vital. Because it's one of the tools that God uses that in those moments of pain, in those moments of loss, in those moments of hurt, He uses to recenter us, and to remind us of his goodness, of his greatness, of his faithfulness, of the times he's been there in the past, and the promise that he will be in the future. And so if you're here right now and you've forgotten that, we're not here to beat up on you, we're not here to tell you, well, you need to have more faith. We're here to walk with you. And all of us get tired. And there are seasons that all of us just can't take another step. And that's why being a community is so important. Because in those times when you're tired, you need to put your arms around us. You need us to walk for you. 
And we're going to carry you. And it doesn't mean it's going to be comfortable every step of the way. And it doesn't mean you're going to like every step of the journey. But what it does mean is we're going to carry you. And we're going to point you to Jesus every step of the way. And sooner or later, there will be something that God does in your life. And you'll remember again. And you, you, will, you will feel refreshed. And you will feel renewed. And I promise you this. When you make it through, you will be stronger on the other side. It will not be pleasant in the interim, but you will be stronger on the other side, and then it's your turn to carry somebody else. But this is why we need to be together, and this is why when those times come, the, the temptation, and it's so easy just to run away. It's to run away from everybody else because you don't want anybody else to know that you're hurting. You don't want anybody else to see what's really going on. You want to feel like, I can do this on my own. I don't want to let anybody else in. What are they going to think of me? What are they going to feel about me? But you need other people, and not only that, but you need to be here because you need to be reminded of God's goodness and his greatness. And you need community and you need the reminders. This isn't something we do. This is something we are. And that's the church. In his hand are the depths of the earth. The heights of the mountains are his also. The sea is his, for he made it, and his hands formed the dry land. Just remember, here's a review. Here's who God is. Here's what he's done. Here's what he's in control of. And then he changes directions a little bit. Oh, come let us worship and bow down. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Worship isn't singular in that it has to always be a victorious anthem and a rallying cry. Let's bow down and kneel before the Lord. This is somber. It's introspective. It's a time to think. It's a time to reflect. It's a time to pray. It's a time to offer yourself. It's a time just to sometimes listen. And yeah, we should sing and worship, but also there is a time where whether you're going through something and you just need to be reminded or whether the Spirit of God just comes and does something within you, you don't have to sing just because there are words on a screen. There can be situations in your life where you just need to reflect and you just need to remember, and that's okay. Worship isn't just, yeah, we're going to have a rallying cry all the time. It's also soft and somber. Moments of brokenness and hurt and quiet. For he is our God and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand. And sometimes, again, because of life, you just need to be comforted. And remember who God is, and remember what he's done. Today, if you hear his voice, do not harden your hearts as at Meribah, as on the day at Massa in the wilderness, when your fathers put me to the test and put me to the proof, though they had seen my work. Remember who God is and what he's done, and oh, by the way, you better respond accordingly. You better respond accordingly. Here's the warning. Don't be like your dad. Don't be like your dad. 
Don't be like your dad who saw and who chose not to follow me. You better act accordingly. For 40 years, God says, I loathed that generation. Because they tried to do it their own way. God loathed that generation and said, they are a people who go astray in their heart and they have not known my ways. Therefore, I swore in my wrath, they shall not enter my rest. You better look at your life and make sure it's in alignment with the mandates of God. Because that's part of worship as well. Worship, yes, is singing, but it's not just singing. And the greatest act of worship is a life that is lived according to the mandates of God. The message of the music, the message of the music is always bigger than the style of the music. And so we kicked off last week clarity. And now over the next four weeks, we're going to be discussing Lakeside and where we want to go in the future. And we revealed to everybody publicly last week for the first time that we have hired a national search firm to help us in our search to bring in a full-time worship arts pastor. Now I need your help. I need every single one of you to help me out with something. We're going to play a game together this morning. All right? We're going to play a little version of Lakeside Musical Chairs. Now, don't worry. You don't have to, like, run in a circle, and we're going to take a chair away, and then you're going to start elbowing people and punching them, and, and it turns into an all-out brawl. Um, we're not going to do that or slide the chair out, and then you sit down, and there isn't a chair, and you bruise your tailbone, and you can't walk for three weeks because you're not six anymore, and that really hurts now. We're not going to do any of that. But we need your help. We're going to play Lakeside Musical Chairs. And so we're going to play some songs that you're probably familiar with. And if it gets you in the feels, if it's something you like, then we're just going to ask you to have a seat. Or not to have a seat, to stand up out of your seat. And if you're like, mm, hard pass, yeah, no thank you. No, thank you. Then you just remain seated, all right? Now, you can't remain seated for all the songs. You have, you have to play, all right? This is not optional, all right? This, this, is, this is every, it's, it's like the trophies these days with the kids, all right? Everyone gets one. Everyone has to play, all right? That's what we're going to do. But we're together going to play some Lakeside Musical Chairs, and I'm going to play as well, so I'm going to take this chair, and I'll start right here. And uh, go ahead and hit it. Bright light said it gonna set my soul, gonna set my soul on fire. Got a whole lot of money that's ready to burn, so get those stakes up higher. There's a thousand pretty women waiting out there. They're all living the devil may care. I am just a devil with love and spare So viva Las Vegas Do those of you sitting even love Jesus? How can you not love Elvis? <laughs> Goodness gracious Well, it doesn't get better than that So if you weren't up for that 
Your butt's gonna have calluses on it by the end of this. All right, number two. I cannot believe Billy Joel just got more likes than Elvis. Oh. This is a sad commentary on the state of things. Oh. <laughs> you said it, not me. All right, hit the next one. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> I right, hit the next one. <laughs> I'm learning a lot about your musical tastes. <laughs> I'm just gonna say, everybody better be up for this next one. Now, some of you, go ahead and have a seat, are wondering, am I ever going to be allowed to stand up? I don't know. Let's see. Interesting. Interesting. All right. Hit the next
I love watching you guys dance. I'm not, because that camera's on. It'll be on YouTube, but... Uh, I mean, I want the views to go up, but I have standards, so I've already sang show tunes, but we're not... Yeah. We want, we, like, we want the views to go up, but not be featured on, like, Fallon or Conan or anything along those lines, so. All right, let's, let's hear the next Don't one. Don't you ever say I just walked away I will always want you I came in like a Don't be, like, don't be embarrassed If it gets you, stand up Who cares? be looking around just own it <laughs> i like an 80s hair band all right just be you i hit the next girl one. said you Ray Leonardson is the whitest man I have ever seen in my entire life. His woos were something like Ric Flair from the 1970s. It was incredible. Hit the next one. What's interesting is some people who are standing for Elvis started sitting a lot more once Nirvana started playing. And some people who were like, get this off when Elvis was on were really starting to feel that once Outkast was singing, hey, yeah. Here's the thing. The worship arts pastor who walks in to the situation has an incredibly difficult, if not impossible, job. Because we all have different musical styles that we like. 
because music speaks to us. It's, it's individual. And yet as a church, it's collective. And so it's not that you don't matter if the style isn't what you would prefer. But we have to take an aggregate and we have to talk about all the median data that we talked about last week, all of the targets that we talked about last week, all the people who love Lakeside, who are invested here. We have to take all of this and bring it together and we have to remember that our focus is not style, our focus is the message. And music is a medium that is designed by God and it's supposed to move us. But it's going to be nearly impossible for all of our preferences to be met. No matter how gifted and talented the person is. And so our job, as people who love Jesus, and as people who love Lakeside, is to remember that the message is always more important than the musical style. The message of the music is always more important than the musical style. And there will be times where a song just moves us. And there will be times where a song is like, next. Like some of you stood for disco. What is wrong with you? Like in a forum you were, you were invited to stand for what you enjoyed, you stood for disco. Let that sink in. And for those of you who did that, you're like, you were one of only five people standing when NF was rapping. So the deal is this. It's going to be nearly impossible. And so we choose support. We choose encouragement. We choose unity. We choose to remember that the message of the music is always more important than the style. And that there will be times in our lives where things are phenomenal. And those times it's going to be easier to sing with our hearts and to just scream it out. And there will be times when the world is just knocking us down. And it took everything we had just to get in these doors. And so we just agree we're not going to judge the person who isn't singing as loud as us. wonder, well, wonder if they're spiritual. But we're a family. And we're a community. And we're going to do our best. We are going to do our best. And that's all I can offer you. Are we going to get it perfectly? Nope. 
there ever going to be a set where everybody in this place is going to be like, man, every song was incredible? <laughs> nope. And we know that. But what we're going to choose together as a church is we're going to choose to remember that the message is always the most important thing that the music has to offer. And we're going to sing our hearts out to God for all that he is, all that he has done, and all that he will do. And at the same time, we're going to bow our heads and we're going to kneel. And we're going to let God do something in our spirit. God, I pray that you'd help us. I pray that you'd help us as we go through this search. That you'd give us wisdom, clarity, insight. Open the door for the right person. Slam the door shut on everyone who isn't. I pray that there'd be understanding. And I pray most of all, God, that there would be unity. That we would all be willing to put our preferences aside. For what you want to accomplish here. Thank you for music the gift that it is, how it helps us remember, how it helps us feel. And I pray, God, it would be something that excites people about this place and encourages them, and not something that divides. So give us wisdom. Be glorified here, we ask in your son, Jesus' name, amen.